Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. On this episode of The Bonus Round, we are celebrating the official title and release date announcement of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, Tears of the Kingdom, coming out May 12th with an in-depth analysis of all content shown so far, as well as our own predictions and wishes for this highly anticipated game. So stick around, the show starts right now. Welcome to Collateral Gaming Bonus Round. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. And we are podcasting across the states. And yes, my friends, this is a 420 friendly podcast. So whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Zach, oh my god, we just got the announcement of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, something we actually brought up in the new segment of our season premiere with Megan. Yes! We fucking got it. <laughs> but- <laughs> Finally! God damn, we needed it. About fucking time that they saw- I'm sorry, guys. I'm popping off a little too early, but I'm. Re- you guys know how happy I am about Breath of the Wild. We finally got this! Continue, Ash. I apologize. No, you're good, man. Yeah, no, we are actually dedicating an episode of the bonus round to just compiling everything that we know so far kind of doing an analysis slash breakdown of all the trailer content that we've that we've gotten uh and and including you know the title of the game things like that any any opening thoughts my friend dude all i'm telling all i can really think about like i'm losing my words just because of this all i really know is that this game is going to be sick we've got elements from the the first game plus just so much more to unpack not only do we have this massive scale of hyrule that we had in breath of the wild but now we get to take to the fucking skies now we get to explore the sky the way I had always wanted to. And to be honest, we didn't see anything like it in the trailer, but I kind of hope we get an ability to search underwater too because that was one thing that was lacking from Breath of the Wild was water exploration. This is true. But, but but it looks like we're going to have a game full of awesome, sweet new abilities, awesome-looking cosmetics because, I mean, just looking at Link from the trailer, he's letting his hair hang out. He's got this piece of arm technology that I'm sure will be important at some point or out throughout the entire game, whatever. But I was just excited. It looks amazing. It looks leagues better than Breath of the Wild, and Breath of the Wild is already a masterpiece. So I'm just, I'm really excited to get that going. I'm really excited to see what they do with the storyline. I'm really excited to see how they implement like dungeons and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm hype, and May cannot get here soon enough. 
No, it cannot. I'm so happy that we got a release date. We actually got a title of the game. We got an official subtitle, which is really, really nice. Gives us some hints as to what's going on. I know they were holding off on delivering the title because they didn't want to give away too much of the story. I don't know what they had to worry about because we really don't know too much yet. But I think that in and of itself is telling, along with some some cues now in the trailers. So, first off, it is Tears of the Kingdom, not Tears, in case <laughs> you were wondering. Um, first of all, if you read the original Japanese, you can tell that that's, that's the way it's meant to be pronounced. Uh, but uh, that actually, I believe, was confirmed via yes. uh, uh, Miyamoto or Aonuma, one, one of the two of them. And so, yeah, it is Tears of the Kingdom, which... I think is a clue that our quest items in this game are going to be similar to the Tears of Light that we saw in Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. You know, I I hope you're right and I hope you're wrong. I really, really love the Tears in Skyward Sword. Like the spirit, I guess they're spirit shards. You're using them to strengthen your spirit so that you can get the gifts of the goddess. But in Twilight Princess... In Twilight Princess, it was not fun. It was not enjoyable. It kind of was a momentum killer. But seeing how Breath of the Wild is going to continue to be that open-world RPG style of gameplay, I think that if it is like that, they have serious potential to just knock it out of the park. And it's really exciting. But yeah. it could also be something you were talking about earlier. It could be a dungeon. It could be a dungeon quest, you know? That's what I think. I think that the, the, the tiers are not going to be relegated to side quests. By the way, they're probably not even going to be called Tears of Light. They may have some other name because they're going to be something else entirely. Or they might reuse it because they've reused that name twice already. But <laughs> the, the main point being that we that, that I think that these are going to be the quest items. I think that they're going to be what you obtain after each dungeon. Meaning we may actually get seven dungeons in this game plus a final dungeon, which would be chef's kiss that would just be the perfect way to mm. uh improve on what on you know the criticisms of breath of the wild which was that there weren't that many dungeons oh my god and the ones that and they weren't they didn't feel classic like yeah. they felt like you were just going into another giant structure and solving puzzles inside of it zelda dungeons are supposed to feel they're they're supposed to be i know there's not going to be a break in between there's not going to be like a loading screen in between the outside or the inside of the dungeon but it needs to be like you need to open a giant locked door or go down a long flight of stairs, you know? Yeah, I guess that would be my only gripe with Breath of the Wild is that the dungeons are uh they just feel a little bit lacking. If anything, the shrines were a little bit more similar to the gameplay that we see in dungeons yep. in previous Zelda games. And I, I think that the you know 120 shrines in the game totally made up for it. But it was Definitely not to everyone's taste that the that that dun that the dungeon gameplay would be broken up so much. So maybe Nintendo is actually listening to feedback and criticism and adjusting. I would be nice to see. I think that they're gonna deliver a phenomenal game no matter what. But oh, it's, yeah. just, it's just finding that balance between the open world and allowing the player to go anywhere wherever they want, but still being able to tell a story. And I think I understand the hardships that come with that. I understand why Breath of the Wild had some difficulties with its storytelling aspect and, and with the dungeon gameplay, because dungeons also felt dissimilar because they didn't have specific dungeon items because they loaded all your abilities up at the beginning, which in an open world mm -hmm. game, that's kind of really one of the only ways you can do it. Yeah, because, I mean, to be honest, you're supposed to be able to go anywhere and anywhere, anywhere and everywhere at any time. Now... 
I would not be opposed to them blocking off certain areas to get certain items, but I don't know how exactly they would do it. Um, it would just be, but they've had six years to kind of figure it out. So I'm happily going to just take in whatever they've created. Um, I wonder if the game's going to start on the Great Plateau again, or if it's going to start like in Hyrule Castle. I have a feeling that the game is going to start with the the content that we saw in the very first trailer of the game, These those catacombs that Link and Zelda were discovering, because it seems to be where the game story seems to be picking up. Obviously, we saw a corpse that seems to look like Ganondorf. We saw some power emanating and, and what seems to be the events of the game kicking off, including Hyrule Castle. Uh, breaking off from the mainland and floating up into the sky a la Skyward Sword. We see the beginnings of that <laughs> in that trailer. We also see Zelda follow it, falling. I'd kind of hope that Zelda would actually be a presence throughout the game and that we'd kind of break the cycle with uh, Zelda not getting captured, but it looks like more than likely she's still going to be captured and we're going to be saving her, which is fine. I mean, don't fix what isn't broken, I guess, but um, yeah. I guess that's the only thing I could say I'd be mildly disappointed by. And I, I mean mildly. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't necessarily be disappointed by it. And like you said, we don't exactly know what we're going to, what we're getting into. We might have just, it might be something where we get to play a Zelda later on in the game. That'd be cool. But honestly, with the way, with the success of the Zelda formula, I don't think they would pull away from playing strictly as Link. And with as much content as they have to show us, I don't know how I just I don't know. I have no idea how they're going to go along with it. And that's really exciting because Zelda games prior to uh, Breath of the Wild, it was all linear with a focused storyline, a set number of dungeons. You get an item every single dungeon. And that was great. Like that formula worked ever since 1986. Like it, it, it's worked, you know, and that's wonderful. But now Breath of the Wild broke the mold. And yeah. There was no way to expect or even kind of guess what was coming. There were so many puzzles and places to go, chests to open, enemies to kill. It was just, it was wild. And the story kind of threw you for a loop. Granted, it wasn't the greatest story in the world, but Ash said it. I mean, how it, it's kind of difficult to get the story of an open world game, like, just right. Right, right. It is it is difficult, but I have faith in Nintendo that they'll even kind of improve on uh, the way that Breath of the Wild handled. By the way, I don't have any complaints about the overall story with Breath of the Wild, just that we don't really get any developments throughout the game due to the open-world nature of the game. And if that's the price we have to pay to get an open-world Zelda game, I'm fine with it. But I also think that uh, I'd like to see how Nintendo could tackle that issue, because we've definitely had some open-world games that have told some some very deep stories, and I'd love to get back into the... Uh, the sort of lore that we've seen in previous Zelda entries, the sort of stories that we've gotten in mm -hmm. games like Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword that had deep, intricate stories. Yeah, Skyward Sword had, so far, the best story in the entire Zelda series. Like, hands down. Like, that, it was, it was the one game where you felt like rescuing Zelda is all that mattered. And because Link and Zelda were obviously in love in that game, and it was so precious the way they did it, I just, I want a story like that. I want the story to grip me. I want to be excited to go to the next story element, but I'm too busy working on all my side quests and everything to get there. With Breath of the Wild, I had more fun doing the side quests and everything else, and I just went to the story when I had to. And yeah, of course I enjoyed the cutscenes and stuff like that. It was interesting to watch the memories and all that. But seeing as most of the story had already happened before you even woke up, 
it, it made me lose a lot of interest. And I hope that they don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to go that route because Link has been awake this whole time. Right. This, this, this game is going to consist of nothing but new developments, which is great. I'm super excited about that. But that's part of what Breath of the Wild did wrong, in my opinion. I think most of the story took place before you even woke up. Or, well, before you, before you went down the first time. And you're yeah. basically kind of recovering pieces of yourself. You're recovering memories, which it's a cool concept. But when you don't actually get to live through those events and you have to look at them through the lens of a memory, it's it's not as interesting as it could be. It kind of misses the mark a good bit. And it's a gimmick that I think only works the one time. So I, I don't see yeah. Nintendo retreading history. An interesting way that they could add... Uh, really interesting developments in the story is to kind of focus on characters or individual stories for each region that you come across. And I don't, I don't think that would be hard to implement at all. Just, you know, focus all of the development on, on telling these individual arcs within each area and then maybe focus on the characters that you're going to encounter there. I think that would probably probably be the perfect way that we would actually get uh, some kind of story progression in an open world format. Yeah. You know, and, and, as far as like the items go, even if you wanted to introduce items throughout the game, you could do that. This is something I actually had been thinking about since the original Breath of the Wild, was that what you could do is just have items that work more specifically within the area that they're found, and then just have puzzles throughout the world that are open-ended, that could be solved a number of ways. Something that Breath of the Wild actually already did. And so yeah. that way, even if you didn't go to the area to you know these areas in the specific order you may have multiple ways of going about it and solving puzzles and maybe it would be a little bit easier if you brought the item from this area that's just my thoughts on on how they could they could tackle that issue yeah okay well i mean i i 100 agree with you i think that there's there's a set number of ways that they can do it but at the same time they can do it any way they want <laughs> In the end, they're going to blow us away and do something probably completely oh different than what we're, what we're expecting. And I <laughs> cannot fucking wait, brother. I am telling you, that is just, it is going to be so good. And it releases in May, which you and I are getting older, as is everybody <laughs> who exists. We're all getting older, but time, this year has flown by so fast. I cannot believe that it's already almost October. Uh, like, it, it's cool. Um Danielle and I are actually talking on the subject of October. It's a bonus round. Everybody will be fine. Danielle and I, have you seen The Good Place? You've watched The Good Place, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched uh, everything but the final season. Danielle and I are dressing up as uh, <laughs> as Jianyu and, oh, God, I forgot her name. Danielle's going to kill me. Janet. We're, we're dressing up as Jason and Janet. Oh, that is so cute. I love it. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. I, I'm going to call her girl throughout the night, and she's going to be like, not a girl. Not a girl. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for it. But, I mean, the year is moving by so quickly to get back on track, which means we're going to blink, and May 12th is going to be here. Yeah. And I am thinking about quitting my job just to play this game for a week straight. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I, I can't do all that. Don't quit I, your job. Just take a vacation. Set it in oh. advance. No, Danielle's already told me that if I do that, she'd divorce me. So uh, before we even got married. So she's like, you can spend the weekend grinding it, but don't quit your job. I'll be really mad at you. I was like, yeah. okay, no, just sorry. Take a, take a week vacation. Save up all your vacation time and just just take a week off. Well, and... 
to be honest, I am excited about this game. Um, but if I'm going to take a week vacation, I'm going to take her on a trip. We're going to go somewhere. That's actually a good point. And yeah. And, and yeah, you should probably do that. I don't know. She'd kill me if I used my PTO just to play Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I think I'm going to take some PTO out and, and really just focus on this. And the, the nice thing is that we're, we'll be structuring this episode like we do, uh, like we Metroid Dread last season, where uh, in part yeah. one, we'll kind of go spoiler free. And then in part two, we're going to go into full spoiler territory. So, uh, we're doing the same thing with God of War Ragnarok. Uh, that game we are going to be talking about uh, when it comes out in November and then in December for our holiday special. We're going to actually be finishing up part two. With Breath of the Wild, uh, I would like to, as soon as the game comes out, maybe a week after it releases, we're going to come out with our, our first impressions. And yep. then um, either at the end of May or even if it stretches, it stretches into June so we have a good month to play it, that's fine because it's the end of the season, so I don't really care. But Dude, that's where we're going to go into full territory. If I have a month to play that game, I'm going to beat the absolute shit out of it before we even talk about it once. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be hard-pressed to, you know, to, to not 100% the game if I can. And uh, to well... be honest, this game is going to be, like, I love Breath of the Wild. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I think this game is going to be ten times the game that Breath of the Wild was. If they go back to, if they make the game just as big, if not bigger, but they go with traditional style dungeons, this might be my favorite game of all time. And that's including Metroid Prime. Like, I love Metroid Prime. You know how much I love that game, but this game has the potential to be just everything. It has yeah. the potential to be one of the best games ever made. And I think it has the potential to surpass Ocarina of Time as the best Zelda game ever made. Because no game has done that. Ocarina of Time set the tone for all future 3D action-adventure games. I and think Breath of the Wild stands about equal to, but didn't do quite enough to surpass Ocarina. I think they're kind of on equal footing. But yeah, Breath of the Wild, though, wouldn't have, Breath of the Wild and every single 3D Zelda wouldn't have happened. That formula wouldn't have happened without Ocarina of Time. The whole the whole targeting system where you can focus on one enemy at a time as Link while cycling through your different weapons. And you could hold multiple weapons at a time and use them without having to like go back through and re-equip everything. O Ocarina of Time set set a lot of standards for those kinds of games. And it's really cool to finally see a game that could really contest that top spot. And right. like I told you, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I would say when breath of the wild contested that because it was equally as monumental to changing the Zelda formula and, yep. and setting a new standard with the open world format. What in my, in my opinion, I think that Twilight Princess and Wind Waker are actually better games than Ocarina. I know that's kind of a hot take, but I think that they take <laughs> what Ocarina did and they expand on it. And that just makes them fundamentally better games. I would like I, to see that happen with, for Breath of the Wild. Take the concept, expand on it, dig a little bit deeper. Go ahead. I, I would agree with that statement for... Uh... Wind Waker, not so much as Twilight Princess, because I, I actually prefer Ocarina of Time's art style and its level progression more than Twilight Princess. Even though I like Twilight Princess's story mo more, I don't think hardly any Zelda games have the have quite the clean pacing that Ocarina of Time does. There's always some sort of momentum killer. With Twilight Princess, it's the it's the tears. With with Wind Waker, it's the gathering the shards of the Triforce. And sailing around the ocean, like those are progress, those are uh, pacing killers. With Ocarina of Time, it was just boom, 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 
boom. You didn't have to stop to do any ridiculous side quests. You just went, boom, boom, boom. And then you're enjoying this God tier like story. And then it's, it's done. You can go through it again. That's true. Uh, Ocarina of Time doesn't have a collection main quest mission, which is in, which is interesting. A lot of Zelda games do. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, Twilight Princess, Windbreaker, Skyward Sword all do that towards the end of the game. You know, and it, and it does definitely feel like padding. Something that that Ocarina of Time did is that it, it at its mid game switch, it just it, it just moves into the adult era and it focuses on uh, playing through the uh, the five or six i think i think it's it's actually five dungeons yeah because there's no temple of light uh, yeah the, the five temples in order to collect the medallions uh we're, we're getting you know off into other tangents here but <laughs> i think that like breath of the wild tears of the kingdom will probably be one main quest which is collecting those seven tiers i don't see it as having that mid-game switch because that doesn't really work as much with the open world format. Where I think it'll make up for that, well, like Breath of the Wild, is it's going to have a number of side quests uh, that I think are going to contribute just as much to the overall experience. That's something that Breath of the Wild excelled at, is that these side quests felt just as fun, just as compelling as the main story, including yeah. you know the the um, the shrines, including the uh which you know i think to get the full experience out of the game you need to play all 120 shrines do you think we'll see shrines in this one or some component uh, variant like it i mean i would say maybe that's a maybe i i can't see them completely knocking them out i don't know if there will be as many but the shrines in breath of the wild were how the character or were how the player increased their heart containers or their uh, their stamina. So they're going to have to have a, a system for us to do that again. And the shrines worked out pretty well. It was awesome to take time to solve a, a series of puzzles just to, uh, just to like increase your stamina or your ability to live. I think they're going to incorporate something like that, but I don't know if there's going to be 140 plus shrines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there were 120 in the original game. You know what I would do probably is actually just divide those by four and make them make them much longer, and then so instead of you know collecting four spirit orbs to complete a heart container of stamina will, you would just directly do that as a result. You would gain for each shrine that you do, which would be you know presumably four times as long. You you would you would get or, or hard, you would get you know a full heart container or a full stamina will, and so instead of you know. 120 you'd have 30 shrines but they're all pretty long god know. that would be that would be a bit of a nightmare <laughs> oh god but yeah i mean it would be awesome it would make for so much playable content yeah but i i think since Nint nintendo has literally spent the past six years working on this game like breath of the wild can't well by the time that Tears of the Kingdom comes out, it will have been six years. They have literally spent the past five years grinding out and working on this game. So, And it took about that long to release Breath of the Wild. So I am genuinely excited to see how much content they pack into it. I'm excited to see how much of the land is similar. I'm excited to see how much of it's different. Because you know some of it's going to be recognizable. It's yeah. not they're, – they're using the same engine. They're going to use the same groundwork. But part of the map is going to be lifted into the sky after whatever happens in the beginning i'm just i'm really pumped to see how they do it how they make it happen by the way if you pay attention attention to the trailers there are no shrines or sheikah towers in the landscape they're all gone 
which is really interesting because you know it either means that we're going back in time which was which was you know something that you had mentioned or you know for some reason those have disappeared from the landscape and uh, I think that, that that's something that's worth mentioning. I'd also like to talk about some of the abilities that we've seen in the game. Yes, sir. Bring it on. Well, first of all, we have what appears to be a, a variant of stasis that actually allows you to send objects back in time along the same trajectory that they progress. We saw this in the first trailer, and we actually saw this again in the most recent trailer. With, and a lot of people may not have noticed that they're the same ability, but they actually do have the same effect, and they seem to be doing... Uh, the same thing. There's this line that moves across that re represents the object's trajectory, and you're just basically sending it back through its path. And I, I think that's a really interesting ability that's going to have some fun uh, gameplay mechanics to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think if it's if it's used well, if it's created well, I think we're going to have a hell of a time with it. Yeah. Um, we also have an ability where Link seems to be able to move through objects that we saw Ooh. in the first trailer. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on there, but it looks cool as hell. So, <laughs> it, it, go ahead. It it looks <laughs> it looks like you're gonna have some funny deaths. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like if you if you unless the game doesn't let you do it, if you can't safely come out on the other side, if it lets you do it through anything and you can like get stuck in rocks and stuff, that shit is going to be hilarious. Well, you know, Breath of the Wild's you, alternate title is The Legend of Zelda: A Hundred Ways to Die. Yep. One hundred percent. That's what I loved about that game is there's so many ways that you could just fucking. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, I actually I think that would be funny if they would allow you to do that, and then you could, or maybe it would work a little bit more like uh, uh, Mirio, Mirio's power in uh, My Hero Academia, where you just sort of bounce away from things. Oh, Mirio Togata. <laughs> that's basically what we seem to be able to do is we can pass through objects like he can do which is really cool um that seems to be activated more like the divine powers did in uh in breath of the wild than any rune if you ask me yeah absolutely i can totally agree with that uh, we also, in the most recent trailer, seem to be getting what looks like an upgrade to the paraglider. Now, in previous trailers, we do see the paraglider, so we know that at least at some part in the game you'll have it, unless what we were seeing was uh, was footage of the game that ended up being changed later. But uh, I, I think that you'll start with the paraglider, and then you'll be upgraded to this item, which is almost in structure like a, a miniature divine beast like a uh, varuta maybe but you know you actually seem to be able to ride it around and go wherever you want and that that thing looks cool as hell it does look really cool and it also uh, you've played the minish cap right yeah i've played through most of the minish cap i got to the very like to the end game like like the part of the game where you're just kind of finishing up all of your side quests and then i've just never progressed past that point <laughs> it looks it looks like the boss of the palace of winds that thing that you can, uh, you know, ride on, it looks a lot like the Palace of Winds boss, which if you haven't finished Minish Cap, you really need to because it's fantastic. I, I need to finish Minish Cap. I know it's one of, it's like probably the most underrated Zelda title. It is so good. I actually have been enjoying the hell out of the, the puzzle mechanics and whatnot. And I, I've actually kind of played through the game mostly a couple times now. And I, I just, right now, I just, I just got caught in that like 
that like in-game slog where you're just kind of trying to finish up everything that you saved for later. And I guess I kind of lost interest with it, even though a lot of yeah. the side quests are fun. Um, there's only so many Ken stones <laughs> you can fuse. <laughs> yeah, the Ken stones are annoying, but it's all right because that game's old and it's it's time is done. So, but I mean, the dungeons are fantastic. The story is really good. It's very heartwarming. Yeah. And Ezlo is one of the best sidekicks in all of Zelda history. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I love a lot of the, the mechanics in that game. But yeah, hey! no, I am... <laughs> yeah, we are just over our minds with Tears of the Kingdom. Just just so happy to, to be getting, you know, even just the most minuscule amount of content. Like, Zelda fans are just... Uh, I, I feel bad for our fellow Metroid fans, actually, right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Metroid just got kind of shit on. I mean, Dread, Dread's a really good game. It was beautifully made, and the gameplay is amazing, but this takes the cake. And I am willing to bet my... I've staked my whole life on the fact that Tears of the Kingdom will be game of the year. Hands down. Oh, it, yeah. already, it, it, it already looks amazing. It already looks like a game that people will be playing for years to come. I mean, Breath of the Wild has trick shotters on it. It's hilarious. People will find anything and everything to do on Breath of the Wild. And so I'm just super excited to see what Tears of the Kingdom brings. Wow. I thought, <laughs> well, okay. So I have another question. Uh-huh. All right. So obviously in the beginning trailers, we see a figure that looks a lot like Ganondorf. Where do you think that's going? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think happened to Zelda when she falls into that crevice? What do you think is happening here? Well, it seems to be that this is the original Ganondorf, or, or I mean, or, 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 or original incarnation of him prior to his regression into a force of nature. Because yeah. we see that Calamity Ganon does not seem to have any sort of personality. It's just malice incarnate. Ganon has been reincarnated so many times that it's lost its its individuality. He's just uh, angry now. Yeah. So Ganondorf, and with the Calamity Ganon defeated, you know, we kind of needed a way to bring in. And it would have been fun, sure, to bring in a brand new villain into the series. But I actually kind of like where they're going with, with you know, the original Ganondorf or, or an incarnation of him. I, yeah, it, it feels like they're getting ready to like move past him. Like Link and Zelda are going to find some way to ultimately shut him down, to like overcome the curse of him being reincarnated because he's getting so tired of being reincarnated and losing that he's just losing the will. Like yeah. it's just becoming pure hatred at this point and, you know, hatred can be snuffed out. Yeah, and then that body seems to be being resurrected, and maybe that's something that'll happen during the course of the game, is that he's slowly gaining more power. And, you know, maybe that's what leads the the breakaway of the uh, the, the Sky Islands from, from the mainland, is, you know, it's some kind of reaction to the, the resurrection of the Demon King. Not unlike, you know, the goddess Hylia sending those islands skyward after, you know, the... Uh, well, in reaction to demise, which is going to make for a hell of a final boss fight, man. I ooh. that's another thing I want in this game. The boss fights were cool, but they were very, very repetitive in Breath of the Wild. I want more diversity in enemies. I want more diversity in overall battles, and I, I just want I want there to be more action on the ground. I want there, dude. I would love for them to make use of the sky for fighting. 
That's true. You know how- yeah, the bosses in, in, in Breath of the Wild are in, in some ways a little underwhelming because your your main dungeon bosses were all just variants of Ganon. You yeah. know, they were th- Thunder Black Glen and Wind Black Ganon, blah, blah, blah. And then even your overworld bosses were all just uh, uh, Hinoxes and Taluses. Yeah. And variants of those. So being got able very to see old. some. Yeah, being able to see some variation and, and actually having new and creative bosses that were like we're used to in previous Zelda games would be really nice. You know, just every dungeon kind of having its own unique feel, make them stand apart. And and that definitely includes the boss that you face at the end of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. God, if they get the enemies right and they get the music right, that's another thing I wanted to talk about was the music needs to be a lot more diverse. There needs to be a lot of return to like original Zelda themes. There needs to be just more than ambience in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the course of the game. Well, and that was kind of part of the appeal of Breath of the Wild was that, you know, a lot of it was just that ambient noise. That's what that's actually what they were going for. But now that we've done that, it would be nice to see them kind of branch out and do something and i know that this is the sequel to breath of the wild so in 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 tone and mood it's going to be quite similar i still think that they could they can include some some orchestral arrangements i mean i will say that the orchestral arrangements that we do get in breath of the wild are bangers and some of the best oh yeah in the series uh i actually enjoy the main theme i love the 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 variation of it that plays at the end uh in the very in the dark beast ganon fight just so epic uh, Even though that fight is very shit, <laughs> that fight is is just it, I love it because it has an epic feel to it. It's not hard. It's not particularly challenging. It, it's kind of like uh, the final fight in a lot of games. I mean, I, I can even compare like Final Fantasy VII kind of does the same thing. Is the the final fight is a cinematic one. It's one to make. It's one that's meant. To, not so much to be a challenge, but to actually make you feel uh, a sense of triumph, and, and to actually make you feel like you're like you're you're winning. And I, I I actually definitely can understand a place for that, and it makes sense because usually the second to last boss that you fight right before it is going to be the one that is actually a, a challenge. Well, and then that final me, one is just kind of more cinematic. Go ahead. If I'm being honest, Calamity Ganon was never a challenge. It it, it just wasn't difficult because if you did all of the Divine Beasts, they knock out half the health for you 
This is true. And that to me is just not it's not a challenge. I want I want the final boss to be something that kills me a hundred times before I finally just take a break, come back the next day and beat it on the first try. Because that's that's usually how difficult boss fights go, you know? What's nice about Columbia Ganon is that it, it is the result of you actually of you actually making progress throughout the game. The game is going to be a lot, the boss fight is going to be a lot easier as a result of you doing everything that you were supposed to do, equipping yourself appropriately. And in that sense, it's kind of similar to Majora at the end of Majora's Mask in that, Ugh. you know, if, if you spent the time and, and you did everything, you know, you actually, the, the boss fight is a culmination of your experience throughout the game. And there's something beautiful about that. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, I did the thing I was supposed to do. I went through the four dungeons, so I still do expect a challenge out of the last boss fight. And Calamity Ganon, I think, on his own, without knocking half of his health away, and especially if if you didn't defeat any of the Ganons and you actually have to fight them one after the other beforehand, that's a challenge. Yeah. And, you know, I think it would be cool... I like the idea of uh, your progression in the game having an effect on the in-game fight, but still make it a challenge. I think that that's important. Uh, yeah, I can I can get behind that. Oh man! So let's say they brought back uh, dungeon-based items, like items that you get throughout the course of the game instead of everything happening at the very beginning. How do you think they would incorporate that? And what what would you want to see happen from that? Uh, well, kind of like I mentioned earlier. I, I think it would be nice if the puzzles were open-ended enough that even if you didn't get this item from this area, you could still complete this puzzle in this area. And in that sense, you know, if you get this item first, that's going to make this puzzle a lot easier. But you can also just also tackle this puzzle by itself. I, I think yeah. that that would honestly be the ideal way to do that. Is is And like we said, there's a precedent for that. Breath of the Wild already has open-ended puzzles. Yep. So if you're going to give players multiple ways to go about it, you know, link that to the progression of the game. And then the other thing is, is that you can obviously have puzzles that are, you know, uh, designed around certain items that you just, that you gain and just isolate it to that area, uh, have some, some side content and some things that you can get that you can only do if you say, bar got this item from this area, because in an open world game, you can absolutely do that with the side content. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. Uh, I just, it, there's so much that can be done. It's kind of difficult to make a prediction on it, but we can only hope, you know? So I, I just, I don't know how they're going to do it. I would like to see the return of, uh, of a, a, a you know, collection quest or a uh, set of puzzles similar to the Korok seeds, but just maybe more rewarding. <laughs> yeah. No, if they do some shit like the Korok seeds again, and you just get a pile of poop for getting them all, I'm going to be really upset. Well, because it's a waste of time. About half of them are not are, are rewarding because they're actually the only way to expand your inventory, which is actually crucial in, in Breath of the Wild, especially if you're playing in, the, in some of the later difficulties uh, or in the, the master mode difficulty. Mm -hmm. yep. So I actually I like that. But yeah, the fact that half of them are just rewarded by nothing more than than a than a prank a, a joke item is it was just kind of it is a slap in the face to anybody who actually went out of their way to collect all 900 of them but Me. <laughs> that being said sometimes the the journey is you know is more than the reward and what i liked about the, the korok side quest was the puzzles themselves i love how they integrated that into the environment and so 
everywhere you go, every little nook and cranny, there was a little puzzle to solve. And the way that they actually implemented that during development was they actually had people test the game and they found the areas of the game that people avoided the most. And that's where they stuck all the puzzles, which is actually a really cool way to go about that. Yeah, because it makes you explore the entire map. Yeah. And I like how they even added a feature in the game that tracks where you've gone. So you can even say, you know, see... I haven't been on this pathway. It's actually amazing how many hundreds of hours you can pour into the game and you actually haven't walked through the entire map. There are pathways you have not taken. <laughs> and and with, with uh, Tears of the Kingdom, you know, maybe essentially doubling the overworld map, that, you know, the, the, the possibilities are limitless. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited because obviously it's not going to be the exact same map as the last game the ground might be a little similar but i mean come on there there's going to be a lot of new stuff to explore and if if you didn't even explore the entire map in breath of the wild just imagine what you're going to find in this game i'm excited to see how they implement puzzles how they implement challenges where they put dungeons and stuff i'm just i'm so excited because i know the div i don't think the divine beasts are going to come back i i do think that we're going to get something somewhat similar or at least you know related to the sheikah because i mean we are talking about tears and i and the, one of the immediate things that 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 evokes i think is the sheikah tear the which was featured prominently throughout breath of the wild so i i do think that we're gonna get something somewhat related to the sheikah but i i don't think yeah i, I think the divine beasts are a gimmick that were you know was was has been done already with breath of the wild really all i needed out of a sequel was a game that used the original assets. It could have even taken place on the exact same map of Hyrule, and there probably still could have been a lot you could do with that. You could have just absolutely, <laughs> yeah. like you could have just master quested that shit, and it would have been fine. But we're getting a brand new uh, game. I wouldn't want a master quest of it. I want brand new dungeons. I want, I want new characters, new like important story characters. I want a story that doesn't make me feel like I'm rehashing shit that already happened. I want really challenging boss fights that are diverse. There's so much that this game has potential to offer and I cannot wait yeah, for that. Well, and, and I say that as, you know, in terms of if, if we'd gotten a sequel maybe two to three years after Breath of the Wild came out, you know, and, and honestly, what I'm describing probably would have been more apt for DLC, if anything, and that is kind of what they did, but not really... Yeah, but with the development time that we're getting, the what? What'd you say? Six years? It's yeah, twenty-seven. Well, Breath of the Wild came out in twenty seventeen, and they were probably still working. On, I, mean, I would say that the yeah. development for this is at least four. Yeah, because I mean, when you don't have to create an entire new engine, and you can just kind of go over, you can just kind of create an entire new game on the same engine. It's not going to take near as much time, right? Because yeah. they're going with the exact same art style and shit. So. Right, and you're reusing assets. It's again that's what they did with Majora's Mask, but they actually wanted to stress that it's not like that. That's not what they're doing this time. They're not, you know, they're not making a game just reusing all of the same assets with a quick development time. I mean, no, they're spending another six years on this game, so uh, they're actually mm -hmm. crafting something new. But they're smart enough that they don't have to start everything over from scratch, which I'm thankful for because I'm like Nintendo, you, it's okay to to reuse some of your assets. There's, that's actually fine. <laughs> you spend all this time in development, you know, go ahead and do it. And I'm okay with that. And, uh, you know, if they wanted to, they could even stretch that out and, and do another game and make this into a trilogy. 
I don't know that they will. I think that they'll probably just stop here at the sequel and then do something new, but I uh, you know, it could go anyway. If this game is really successful, they might close it out with a trilogy or depending on what they do with the story here, they might, you know, close it out. It's just it's all a matter of time and we will find out come May. Can you imagine you know, if this game ended on a cliffhanger and we found out there was a third game coming? <laughs> it would be fucking nuts. It would be it would be something that has never happened in the Zelda series and it would be really exciting because they're breaking new ground with this and it's really really important that they get it right because if they don't i mean the entire series is kind of relying on this right right i kind of hope that we get some of the enemy variations that we saw in age of calamity for a game that didn't introduce new any in any like new enemy types they really actually made the most out of the existing enemy types making elemental versions of practically every enemy that was in the game i hope that's not all we get, I will add, but it would be nice to kind of see some of those variations in this game as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. My thing that I really hope that they get right is these dungeons. They need to nail these dungeons because the dungeons are the core essence of Zelda exploration. Yes, side quests are awesome. Characters are awesome. Story is great, but dungeons is what makes Zelda great. Dun- Sorry, grammar. Dungeons are what makes Zelda great. And that's why Skyward Sword is one of my favorite games, because it has some of the best dungeons in the series. They need to hit the nail on the head, because I was disappointed in Breath of the Wild's dungeons. Yeah, the Divine Beasts were cool, using their mechanics to move them around so that you could, you know, activate all the terminals. It was it was a nice concept, but doing it four times with similar layouts, fighting bosses that had the same practical design, it was just, it was annoying. You know, I didn't like that. I thought that there was more that could have been done with that. But if Tears of the Kingdom does what I think it's going to do and gets the dungeons right, it's going to be the best game of all time. Hands down. So, I there's not much more I can hash out with this. I just, I'm excited for this game. It was time that they gave us a title, and Tears of the Kingdom is perfect. That is the most badass Zelda title I have ever heard. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm pumped. I, I, was, I was wondering how they would kind of tie it in to Breath of the Wild, it seems that in you know a lot of Zelda sequels, there there does seem to be a uh, Majora's Mask, notwithstanding, there does seem to be kind of a a, a theme going on, a link between worlds, you know. Uh, so I, I was I was hoping that they would kind of tie it into the the uh, the title, but I'm like, what would you do? Like Blank of the Wild, you know, a Breath of the <laughs> something or other, you know? I, I don't know, just. I like what they did though, Tears of the Kingdom, because I think it still evokes that feeling of Breath of the Wild. I think it 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 leads you to think, yeah, okay, this is a sequel, but it is something new entirely, and it, the implications of what Tears of the Kingdom means. I mean, yeah. it sounds like it is tying into the ancient kingdom of Hyrule, and and also, like I said, the implication of the the tears being a, a, a some kind of quest item that you gain, being your main your main quest item yeah dude i'm just i'm so pumped about it i'm so pumped about it dude i and i mean it'll pay homage to skyward sword and twilight princess if it's a tier if it's if you're collecting tiers in a belt like just individual small tiers or if they're the main focus of the game which it looks like from the recent trailer that it that's what it's going to be it's going to be amazing and i'm really excited for them to return to the old zelda format but in an open world style. It is going to be so good. 
Yeah, I I have to agree with you there. I love the logo design as well. The that sort of dragon Ouroboros. Uh, one thing that I saw pointed out in a YouTube video, I think it was an IGN video that was a trailer breakdown, was that that dragon actually kind of looks like the uh, the iconography in uh, of the Zonai Kingdom that was featured yeah. in, in the Farron region. Uh, and the fact there's a part in the trailer that looks like it actually takes place in the Farron region. So it would be cool to kind of get some background with that that Zonai kingdom that was mentioned. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing some more context there. But yeah, I, I have to agree with you, brother. This game looks phenomenal already. I mean, Nintendo just n- knows how to, to, to fucking get their fans excited with very little. Oh, dude. I... I am so ready. My body is ready. My body is Reggie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Reggie, you bastard. (laughs) Oh, but man, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm glad to have been able to sit down and do the bonus round with you. Um, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be absolutely sick. And I'm kind of excited because after we record this, uh, uh, Ash and I here are going to watch some Chuck. Some Chuck. Hell some, yeah, we are. Some badass Chuck. I love that show. If you haven't watched Chuck, I highly recommend it. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about what it's about. It's just <laughs> what it's about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, y'all just go check it out. Um, Ash, May 12th is going to be a very special day because I think you and I should get on Discord and just play the game together. I think we should, dude. It would be, I'm so pumped. And like, I want to experience the opening of the game with somebody who understands like what's happening. And oh God, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. We got to do some kind of fucking, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you wouldn't call it a watch a play party, I guess. Not a yeah. Watch party. I, I don't know how we do it with, uh, with, uh, the switch though. I'll have to figure out how to stream my switch because I definitely want to do that. I have a switch light, so that makes that even more difficult. But we can at least yeah. talk to each other while we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking I want to try to stream Tears of the Kingdom like to everybody who can watch. I want to see if I can't figure it out. I'll stream it to Facebook first, and then I'll see if I can't get on Twitch. If you have a regular switch, you can do that. That shouldn't be a, div- a problem. You just have to uh, you just have to hook up a, a game card, and you can do it. Capture card. Capture card. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting an Elgato soon, so that shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, I have the Elgato, and that's what I've used for a lot of my content. But anywho, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us feedback on your platform of choice. And stay tuned for our season premiere on Final Fantasy VII. I just recorded that with Megan uh, a few days ago, Megan and Bo. And uh, I'm actually going to have this out before that as kind of a inner season bonus. But uh, yeah, that very soon, that's actually already been recorded. I've just got to edit it and put it out there. And then we are finishing up with Final Fantasy VII Remake as the uh, final part of September's content. And then in October, we're going to be doing Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 2 Remake, which, you know, another kind of compare and contrast between the two. That's going to be uh, our spooky season content. And there is a lot more going on in the month of October as well, uh, especially with Collateral Cinema. (laughs) Uh, Collateral Cinema will actually be opening in September. We are watching The Human Centipede. Oh, God. That's going to be our opening season premiere. I believe Monster Squad. (laughs) (laughs) Not The Human Centipede. Yeah, yeah, the first one. So, you know, we don't shy away from the disturbing content on Collateral Cinema. I mean, we've, we've done movies like Martyrs and Necromantics, so... Um, by those standards, 
Human centipede may even be a little tame. <laughs> oh God, shit. Well, all right. Well, that's collateral gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, check us out on Patreon. We will have even more exclusive Let's Play video game commentaries. Uh, speaking of Breath of the Wild, I actually need to finish my commentary on that. I, I, uh, I'm actually towards the end of the game as of the time of recording this. I either already beat Vanda Boris or I was about to. I think I beat it. I think I'm in like the post-game content at this point. So... Uh, yeah, stay tuned for the finish for the the end of that series, and hopefully we can move on to other series as well with uh, our Let's Play content. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out the group Collateral Media Podcasts. That's our base, our de facto shit posting group, and uh, I have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. So. And uh, you can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google, you name it. If we're not somewhere, let us know. Also, I would like to publish the season's content and see if we can get some collaborators to uh, on, on some of our episodes this year. Because with Collateral Cinema, we've pretty much, for almost every episode, got somebody guest hosting. And I'd like to have a similar experience on the video game podcast because... Uh, yeah, I, so if you're a streamer, gamer, fellow podcaster, feel free to come on the show, man. I would love to have somebody. We've had guests in the past, and uh, it, it is nice to hear everyone's opinions on things. In fact, I'm not going to actually talk about it here, but we may have a pretty significant guest on our Tears of the Kingdom episode in May. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be awesome if I can swing that, so... But guys, I really appreciate you guys coming in to listen. Um, I'm really hoping that this game turns out to be just the banger that it's supposed to be. Um, and as always, we appreciate you guys taking the time to come and listen to us. It's always fun to talk and just goof off with these games. Hell yeah, man. Well, that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. This has been Collateral Gaming, and we are out. Collateral Gaming is a Collateral Media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.